Here we are. Here we are. We are anticipating. There it is. There it is. That's the picture. You, you see it for yourself. There it is. It's a man. There it is. shorter than the other. Can nothing more be done? Do you love music? 
Have you ever dreamed of being a DJ or wanted to host your own talk show? Ever wished you had access to a library of tens of thousands of CDs and records? Where am I? WCBN-FM Ann Arbor is your student-run radio station, and we're recruiting new volunteers and DJs right now. We hold training sessions every Sunday at 4 p.m. in our studios in the basement of the Student Activities Building, and you can email training at wcbn.org for more information. That's training at wcbn.org. And we'll be seeing you on the radio. 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 Star Trek will not be presented tonight so that we may bring you the following special program.
Scout Weeblos from Pack 123, public service announcement for Leave No Trace. 
Before you head out on a hike or to your local park, you should plan ahead. This means bring whatever you may need with you. Once you get built, it is important to stick to trails. If you bring your pet with you, please manage your pet. This means clean up after your pet. Leave what you find. Do not take anything with you. For example, rocks, leaves, flowers. Basically, if you don't bring it, leave it. Trash your trash. This is easy. Throw any trash in the trash can. Do not throw your trash on the ground. Respect other visitors. Remember, you are not the only one there. And then this is everybody. Please, Please protect our environment by leaving no trace. <laughs>
with the song Circus before that Surfer, Bu- Surfer Blood Low Six The Silent Years Up Your Open Up Your Eyes Excuse Me Rocket from the Crypt Glazed The Books Be Good to Them Always and the last thing I announced was Washed Up with the song Paracosm That wraps up my show Up next will be Living Writers Thanks for listening
here. Happy birthday, WCBN. Happy birthday! Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today in the studio, Davey Rothbart is here. Davey, welcome. Thank you, T. Um, it's great to see you. Yeah. We're, we're taping the show um, Tuesday I'm, morning. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I'm, I'm a lifelong listener of WCBN. I love Living Writers, and it's an honor to be part of this. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for being here. We've got your great book on the table with us, My Heart is an Idiot, essays um, just out in paper with Picador. Last mm -hmm. year was the hardcover yes. release. Now it's out in a very handy size for carrying around with you everywhere. And a very it? vibrant purple cover. You won't lose it. <laughs> exactly. And it will attract attention on the bus as you're walking down the beach. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the video that you have on your website where you interview people not telling them that you're the author could you tell us about like your how yeah. do you start how do you well, well do yeah that one? <laughs> so the, my heart is an idiot the book it came out last fall in hardcover from fsg and you know i was trying to think of what videos i could make to try you know like book trailers it's like this new genre which i kind of appreciate i, I like some of them and I, um so what i did was i walked around la with a camera and uh, like a galley copy of the book you know and i i was asking people on the street i basically made a man on the street video with with testimonials people talking about you know like you'll have some like horror movie and you'll have people they'll show the ad they'll be people were like oh it was so scary i was terrified <laughs> and so i wanted people on the street to like talk about how awesome a book my heart is an idiot is but there was one but, catch right <laughs> yeah, yeah there was catch was that the book wasn't out yet so nobody had read it yet and so what was amazing and not not totally a, a bit unexpected to me was just how willing people were to heap praise on a book they had never read or heard of before. So the video is actually funny because you have all these people who you know have not read the book. You have them just saying the most beautiful, like heartwarming and like just extremely, ex just giving giving such generous praise to this book. And of course, none of them have read it. So <laughs> and, until the Russian girl at the end, is she Russian? Is oh she, yeah, yeah. Or is she, and that's hilarious. <laughs> well, then, then uh, yeah, there's two young Russian models, and they kind of call me out for uh, this because it's kind of a mean trick I've been walking around all day you know asking people to uh, you know say wonderful things about a book they've never met and so these girls they, they call me out on it um, it's uh, I, all in I, Russian all in Russian yeah yeah <laughs> nicely Sub translated in some that we had a lot of fun making the videos in fact there's some um, my friend in Ann Arbor Dan Tice um, he made a bunch of great new videos that we're still releasing over the course of this fall so every week or two on my heart is it's uh, my heart is an idiot book dot com and uh, the my heart is an idiot Facebook page. We're we're gonna keep launching uh, uh, these new videos. Um, well, there's one with my dad rapping. Um, we asked my dad what his favorite essay was in the uh, in the book, and he's 77. He he decided he'd rather write a rap about it instead. Um, there's some other which is great... his favorite essay? Which one? Um, his was called 99 Bottles of Pee on the Wall, oh, okay. which uh, some of it takes place in Ann Arbor, and some of it takes place in. Uh, his hometown of New York City, and uh, and that th does sound like it has a history of being sung, yeah, <laughs> sort yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah seriously. A layer of <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he was able to. Yeah, he, you know, he's not a bad rapper for for an older fella. Um, no, there's there's um there's some other uh, friends, Ann Arbor friends, who uh you know do the, do these fun videos. So um you know it's just it's just a playful way to get word out about the book. Well, so this is, you know, um, a homecoming, except you also sort of 
you are still here, right? Like here and LA, y- yes. Davey? Yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I've lived in Ann Arbor most of my life. Um, went to high school here, community high school, went to University of Michigan, hung out in this room, in this <laughs> studio, um, all through college, all my friends had shows here at CBN. Um, and I've been living out in LA for a couple of years, but um, I've I come back to Ann Arbor every couple months. So some friends of mine here don't really know that I left or that I live somewhere else because they see me out at Alley Bar or 8-Ball frequently Your enough. Your usual yeah. haunts. Yeah, yeah. And you dedicated the book to for the townies. Yes. Right? Yeah, the book is and to the townies. This is a book for Ann Arbor and Ipsy people. I mean, for those people who've been holding it down here for you know years and years. And you know my the friends of mine that I grew up with, uh, on the southeast side of the town and and um and are still doing awesome things around here and uh you know a lot of talented people who whose work takes them around the world you know doing music and writing and stuff like that but still maintain their roots here which i really appreciate and and what you're doing you know before we go any further i'm going to read your short bio sure. from from my heart is an idiot um Essays by Davy Rothbart. Davy Rothbart is the creator of Found Magazine, editor of the best-selling Found Books, and authors and author of the story collection The Lone Surfer of Montana, Kansas. That title always makes me laugh. That's a great. <laughs> He's also the director of the documentary film Medora, among others, and a frequent contributor to Public Radio's This American Life. He splits his time as we've been talking about between Los Angeles, California and his hometown of Ann Arbor, Michigan. So yeah, Davey, I feel like this has been a long time coming. You coming on the show too. So I'm so glad. Definitely. Yeah. I'm a fan of the tour. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I was telling you, I, before we started recording just now, I, I, I listen to WCBN in LA, you know, you can stream it online. So I, I listen, uh, as I, when I'm traveling, uh, I can listen to it on my phone. So, so um, yeah, it's 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 cool to be on your show because I I love the uh, you know I, I love the way you talk to authors and I love your passion for books. And oh, so. thank, thank you, thank you. That's that was an, a non-paid endorsement, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> um, Davy, when did your when did your passion for writing start? Because I noticed you thank like, some of the professors like Charlie Baxter, Eileen Pollock, some folks yes. here. Yeah, absolutely. Did it did it um, start in your Wolverine period or yeah, before? I'd say before. You know, like um, start probably starting in grade school. I went to uh, my best friend. Uh, then and and one of, my, one of my closest friends to this day is this guy uh, Mike Kazura, and I remember hi going, Mike going, yeah hi Mike we remember going to Pattengill um, school and and uh, MYA you know the, it was the, the the alternative middle school at the time um, now it's Mac but uh, you know and, and I remember writing you know we would write stories every day we wrote the first fifty pages of some fantasy novel you know so we always did lo- it have elves and, <laughs> yeah, and all, so yes, or? <laughs> probably had a, a couple of elves uh, it had some you know we were in all that and uh but but i just saw how fun it was to invent worlds and also to kind of communicate yourself on paper and that that uh, extended through to when i was at community high school um working with uh judith waskin who's a legendary teacher there um uh vicky henry and some other great creative writing teachers there and then and then i went to michigan because i wanted to study with with Charlie Baxter, and uh, I mean, not only was he a great teacher, not only is he a great writer. You know, everyone he's he's you know considered such a master, and, and, he, and he really is. But he's also a generous teacher. You know, it doesn't always go hand in hand when you have great writers. They're not always like the best teachers, but because they have to sometimes protect time or whatever. Exactly. The reason. Yeah. So, what so generous? You know, he would he would know. You know, you'd have a uh, we were nineteen sophomore, you know, undergrads, and and he would you know take so much time with our stories, be so serious about helping us learn the craft of writing. And, you know, he would, I remember he would sit in the classroom he, without even looking at the student's story. He would know the story better than the student right. did. He had, had written it. I believe so, it. So he would, he would be talking through it and be like, you know, and then on the eighth page, you know, not even looking at the story or looking at his notes. Um, and, and so I just, he, he was a great mentor to me, Charlie Baxter, and I still consider him a very close friend. Um, and I had other great professors here too. Um, Eileen Pollock was, was really, really wonderful. And she, she's such a great woman. Um, and uh, also in the residential college, I had uh, Ken Mikulowski, <gasps> yes. who I just loved to pieces, and and uh, and Warren Hecht. Also, I worked with closely, and uh, so you know, so I mean, I I really can say I learned the you know the craft of writing when I was um, in high school and, and college here in Ann Arbor. Um, you know, then I, I moved to Chicago and, and New Mexico, and and then I continued my education by just doing it, by just right. writing all the time for years and years. And uh, you know, that doesn't mean every day for you know every 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 week, but but I, I was pretty serious about it, you know, for 
years. And uh, finally, when I was in my mid-20s, I moved to New Mexico for a year. I, I saved up some money working in Chicago, went down to New Mexico, and I wrote, in just about six months, I wrote that whole book of stories, The Lone Surfer of Montana, Kansas. And um, and I didn't even realize I had written a book, honestly. I, had, I knew I'd written some short stories. And um, I was doing one of the first Found Magazine tours, and my friend, uh, this guy Paul Hornschemeyer, great graphic novelist and illustrator from uh, Chicago, a great book designer too. He, he, he was reading the stories. He's like, I, these are good, man. He was, he was like, he was like, <laughs> sort of surprised. Yeah, yeah, he, You're like, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, seriously, come on. I thought we were friends. I thought you. Um, no, he, he was like, you know what? Email me, email me the, uh, these. I want to like show them to my roommate or something. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then he surprised me. He had designed this beautiful book that was the original version of, of the Lone Surfer mm. book. And, uh, what and a I, good friend. Yeah, yeah. And I, before I really, I was like, this looks amazing. And, and it's I, a real book. It's a real book. Yeah, so, I so believed I, it. Yeah, <laughs> I self-published it initially. And mm-hmm. later, Simon & Schuster came on and, and, and we added three new stories and they, they put out a new edition of it. But but it, it was a great feeling to have, you know, written a book. I didn't even realize it, but I had, you know, once, you, once you're holding a book in your hand, um, it's it's real. It's and, got and some it, heft, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's exciting its own to share thing, with people. Yeah, right? yeah, it's absolutely. like its own life. Yeah. So. Well, your stories, but its own. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, absolutely. It's that's why I always encourage people to to self publish if they're thinking about it, because, um, you know, it's like it's a great way to share your work with people. You know, in a, in a completed volume. You know, I say just be, be certain that you make it into a beautiful looking object and that mm-hmm. something that people are like excited to carry with them and hold and yeah. see on their shelf. You know. But I, I just think, uh, you know, if it's the whole idea of writing in my in the first place in my mind is to communicate yourself to others and share your ideas with people and and put your ideas down on paper and, and share them with people, and so and you want people to read them. So so it's an it's an easy way for people to read them if they're collected in a book. And also I think it makes it easier for mainstream publishers to have that leap of faith to you know to see it as a book when it already is a book mm. so that's what you know i was lucky enough that a couple of years later simon schuster came in and, and did that new version of it but um but I, I don't know if that would have happened if i just sent them a few you know that's... stories on on paper you know also with found magazine yes yeah of you're course. building a community i think of like found writers yeah of course well <laughs> um how i know that there's like the is it well, the the myth of how it started with the note on your dashboard in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that the true story? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. I came out to my car late one night, and there's this on my windshield. Oh, is there a, is that FCC thing, Davey. Yeah. Oh, I, oh okay. I'll, 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 I'll protect it. I, I've been in the WCBN studio oh, before. Right. I know how it works here. Um, I know the note, so I was gonna. <laughs> yeah. No, no. On my on my dashboard is this is this note written to a guy named Mario. So I I pick it up and. You know, my name's Davey. What is who is this Mario? It says Mario. I effing hate you. You said you had to work. Why is your car here at her place? You're a liar. I hate you. I effing hate you. Signed Amber. P.S. Page me later. Which is the best. <laughs> yeah, page me later. She's so angry and upset with him, but still hopeful and in love. And of course, it wasn't even Mario's car; it was my car. So it's like, who knows what happened? Yeah, who knows what the story is? And that's the magic, I think, of the found notes is that. Each one sparks your imagination. It makes you wonder, you know, what is the story here? You know, you fill in the blanks. And to me, that that's sort of the genesis of most like fiction writing and, and creative writing in general, too, is is just, you know, that, that curiosity about other people, you know, and, and trying to, you know, glimpse someone on the street and wonder, you know, what is what is that person's story? You know, what's really going on there? What You know that there's people have these deep inner emotional lives. And I think just being curious about other people's lives is that's the basis for Found Magazine. But I also think that's the basis for a lot of my favorite writing. And how did how did you actually decide like this is something that needs to be sort of in a magazine? Like, because yeah. then there's sort of there are community of sure, found sure. pieces that might be lost pieces. Or yeah, emotion or well, people. Yeah. Well, I started showing that note to page me later. I started showing it to my friends, and I was amazed how many of them had a great found note themselves like a, a, a to-do list a love letter a, a polaroid they'd found in the gutter a polaroid picture and i just thought it was a shame that only this you know they'd have it on their fridge all of the people that came <laughs> through their kitchen would get to see that stuff so a magazine to me you know i was into zines and my friends were making zines and well I thought, do it yourself yeah 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 totally i was like I, I don't know how to do a financial business plan to create an actual a real magazine but i know how to you know tape the stuff to found collect these found notes from people tape them down to some paper, take it to Kinko's and make a zine, you know, make a zine out of it. So that was the whole idea. Um, and, and then it just grew from there as, as 
you know, it really, in this really wonderful way, uh, as people started sharing the project with their friends, we started getting more and more fines sent to us and putting out more issues of file magazine. And it just, it just grew in a really organic way over the years. And, and even, um, when people were sending you these at first, you would read all of them. Oh yeah. And, I still do. I read and, every fine that we receive. We get about a hundred a week. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So you still are reading all yeah, everyone yes, that's mailed to you. Okay. Yeah. Everyone says so yeah, send, yes, send your send phone. They all go to my folks house here in, <laughs> in, uh, right, right on the line, uh, Packard and Carpenter at, you know, Ann Arbor, Ipsy. Um, they, uh, yeah, my, 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 my mom will sometimes open up some of the finds that come in if it's interesting looking envelope or from some, you know, faraway country. And uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing to read through that stuff. We're going to take a short break and then we're, we'll be back. And, um, and Davey, maybe you'll read some from My Heart is an Idiot. Your collection that. of essays. Okay. Today on the program, Davey Rothbard is here. Texas Engineering Forest. I'm T. Hetzel. We'll be right back. Let fall your soft and swaying skirt Let fall your shoes Let fall your shirt I'm not the lady killing sword Enough to hurt a girl in poor Gone blood and lost a stone. She lay on her lawn, spun and alone. And when the morning sun it rose upon the ring in her lacy clothes. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today, Davey Rothbart is here in the studio. My Heart is an Idiot, his collection of essays um, with the vibrant purple cover that you can find in your local bookstore, um, Literati, Nicola's. Um, I don't know if it'll be in a used bookshop yet, but maybe the hardcover <laughs> is West Side Books. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, um, so, Davey, you picked the songs for the show, and so we heard like the. Um, could you tell well, us about well, this? There's, the, there's three songs that it's so fun to hear these songs today because uh, there's there's three. You know, sometimes a book at the beginning they'll have like a quote from a song. I, I couldn't choose between <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which one, which quote to use. I, I actually used three, <laughs> and. Uh, so the first song we, we heard to start off the hour today is, is um, a song by a dear friend of mine named Carson Mel. And uh, he's really known more for his uh, his writing and his animation. Uh, he does this amazing web series called Tarantula, which is it's absolutely insane. Uh, he works for like Eastbound and Down and, and a bunch of other great TV shows. But um, he he's, he's just talented at everything he does. So he's picked up a guitar and six months later he's writing like the best songs I've ever heard and um and one of them is called The Weird Life and this song it's just beautiful you know we I always talk about with my friends how you know there's a a lot of us have maybe siblings or cousins who are you know maybe have a nine to five or you know doctor lawyer or you know just 
and and uh, you know, and nothing against that lifestyle. You know, it's great to see them happy and living in you know and nice houses. And, yeah, so. stability, yeah, yeah. It's 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 appreciated. I crash with those cousins on the road when I'm traveling. The most yeah. comfortable of couches. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but but then there's a lot of us who are living what what Carson has called the weird life, which is when you know those of us who don't know exactly what the heck we're doing with our lives um, all the time and and. And and might be wandering and lost at times, and yet there's something celebrational about the song because, um, I mean, it's a song about heartbreak, but it's also a song very fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's also a song that it's you know just like the title, "My Heart Is an Idiot." Um, I always felt like that's I did, the the original book covers. Uh, Rodrigo Corral, who's like this legendary book designer. I mean, I was lucky that, to have him working on this book because he's done all, all these classic classic book covers but um for david sedaris and and uh you know chuck palinuk and everyone like that but um the first version he showed me of the cover it, it was a little pitiful or pathetic and i said you know can't my heart is an idiot can't that be worn like a badge of pride you know and and that's what he came back with this tattoo on the arm you know which i think is cool and <laughs> it's a big it's almost like a popeye arm just for yeah, everyone listening exactly, yeah. and and then there's two cupids around the little word essays right <laughs> yeah and and but I think and so I think Carson's song "Weird Life" is the same kind of thing. It's like it's a, it's kind of uh you know there's there's some kind of um, um you know painful but pride you know in in the in the fact of living a life that's a little bit outside the the norm, and so so that's that's a that's a song I love. Um, and not like there's even a choice really. Yeah 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 true. To live the weird life. Yeah yeah right? exactly. For, some of, some of us are doing it and 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 it's and it's fun and we probably wouldn't trade it for another kind of life. Um the the other song we just heard was uh. One of my favorite songwriters and an amazing writer, really, uh, Will Sheff from Ockerville River. So there's a, there's a quote from him that's at the beginning of the book. I've come to feel out on the sea, these urgent lives press against me. And I felt like uh, that's from a song of his called A Girl in Port. And uh, I think it, it explains kind of what the book is about. My heart is an idiot. It's about, you know, going out into the world and, and you know, meeting a ton of interesting strangers and and you know feeling their urgent lives press against you human snowball comes to mind as a very good example thank you yeah of that yeah that and that story is about um a uh, a girl from ann arbor lauren hill who uh <laughs> some listeners might know and uh um she she was living in buffalo for a while this you know this story takes takes place over 10 years ago but but uh took a greyhound bus out to surprise her on valentine's day and uh, that's how always, romantic! That's, it's pretty risky, though. Someone just started dating. <laughs> My heart is yeah. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, things maybe didn't go with her exactly as I might have hoped, and yet I did kind of fall into this strange tangle of people: a a car thief from Canada, Chris, a, a yeah, Chris <laughs> Henderson, um, this this 110 year old man, legitimately a 110 year old man who had come up from. Uh, from Little Rock, and to, this is Vernon. Yeah, Vernon to reconcile with his with his great granddaughter and uh, um, a a cook at a Chinese restaurant, the family that owns a Chinese restaurant, and we just somehow <laughs> all of us ended up in one like stolen SUV driving around Buffalo all night. And, I didn't uh, know explorers were literally had that much space <laughs> in them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was cramped, I think, in the back, but um, but. But it, but that story is kind of about. There's also two more people that you didn't mention. That's true. The <laughs> that's true. Anyway, we there's like yeah, just clown car it style, <laughs> and then a cop outside. Anyway, it's a great story. It, it's um essay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of my favorites in the book, and um the it's 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 just what, what's funny about it is that all you know all the people in these essays are are real. Obviously, you know these are these are true stories, and so. As I've been traveling around the last year, sharing the book with people, I've gotten a chance to see all these people. So last week I was in Denver, where Lauren Hill lives now, and it's <laughs> and it's funny because she, you know, she's at the reading. I did a tattered cover, a great independent bookstore there, and uh, and I just happened to mention that, like, you know, some people have read the book now. At, they're at the events, maybe they already have read the book, and so I happened to mention, you know, that Lauren Hill was there, and I saw a bunch of like people kind of like peered at her really intensely, um, and it's because it's fun. Does to, she to, still have the black hair and the big guys, Davey? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. Um, but uh, uh, there's there's another story in here about a guy named um, Hakim. He's like a, 
I'm almost like a homeless street kid uh, from from was from inner city Las Vegas, and he's um, I'd met him in L.A. He was like selling hip hop CDs outside of a bar, and uh, and he was his dream was to go to Canada and Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, and become a DJ. He and and he just had heard he that like, Canada. Why Vancouver? Yeah, yeah. He heard Canada was awesome, and 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 you know who, who knows he wanted to go up there, and and I was going to San Francisco the next day, so I gave him a ride and. We, we with really, the, a Saint Polly girl. Yes, this girl I had a crush on at the time. This girl Missy Freeze. Um, she, <laughs> yeah, she she would dress she would dress as the Saint Polly girl for like these you know corporate events and stuff like that. Pass out beer, and so the three of us got in a borrowed jeep. We headed up the coast and oh, not a stolen vehicle. No, yeah, yeah, no. This one was at least like legitimately borrowed. Like I knew who owned it. I returned it. Um, but uh, I, you know, we we connected. And this this kid Hakeem was was awesome. And so what's been cool now is uh this fall i've been touring with him because uh i i saw him at our reading actually last year when i did a reading in new york city where i guess he lives now in brooklyn and and he showed up and so i got to hang out with him and so i invited him this fall for the paperback tour to come on the road and he's been djing you know he did become a dj and he lives in, in new york city and he's doing well and so he's he's, he's living he's, the dream yeah, for he, real <laughs> he really is and he's so he's playing music before and and after each of our events and so it's been fun uh just he he flew into detroit yesterday and and we, we we had our first michigan event last night so it's just been fun it's been really fun just you know spending time with this guy again but also it's like having the book come to life you know when when every night in <laughs> seattle seattle or san francisco or new york wherever we are like to see the people from, the, from in the, book. the crowd there yeah, yeah. yeah there's always someone Usually someone from the from the book that's out in the crowd, or I get to hang out with them. And, and, and your brother is Peter with you because then he's there and he's in the book. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah, yeah. Peter Peter is a great musician. My brother Peter Rothbart, and um, he yeah he travels with with us. I just was with him in Seattle where he lives now. So um, oh, lucky Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. These these uh yeah, it's beautiful out there. Um, but but it's really fun. It's it's just it's fun sharing this. And the other thing that happens is that now that people have read the book, all right, the book is like. It's sixteen personal essays, and they're they're extremely personal. I mean, you've you've seen you've you've seen that, and and so what and you you lead with one that's even like it grounds it like with your family. Yeah, and yeah, sort of, yeah. It, there's one about my mom that I start out with, and and you know, I mean, once people people here's what happens. I, I'll show up at like a, a venue, whether it's a bar, or bookstore, or whatever, to do to do a reading, and there's always someone giving me an odd smile, and they're like. I read your book. Because they feel like they know you yeah, in a different way. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, exactly. They say, like, I feel like, I think I feel like I know you. And I'm like, well, if you read the book, you, you kind of do. But what's cool about it is that they then feel very comfortable sharing with me some very personal stuff that right. they've been through. Because it's like they already have, if they've read the book, they kind of know me. And I think I, and so, so it's like we kind of fast forward past the small talk and they just dig right in and people have really opened up to me even just in the last couple of weeks as I've been traveling again, they, they've opened up in these really amazing ways and it's, it's always thrilling. It's always really fascinating to, you know, just to meet a stranger and get to hear their, their deep, powerful stories immediately is I, I appreciate that it's sort of like um what sometimes happens in a bar but then you're not necessarily in a bar yes right right Just, and no one's it could be a bookstore it could be usually we end yeah. up at a bar if, if we started <laughs> well, a bookstore the story's longer right <laughs> yeah 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 but but one gets parched <laughs> yeah of course of course yeah you need to you need to you know hear stories over a drink or two or three but um yeah i <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's it's fun to. I mean, well, because I think that's what the book is about too. Is about it's it's yes, it's my own misadventures in love and relationships, but it's also really about just meeting strangers and connecting with people. Over the last ten years, I've traveled around so much doing Found Magazine stuff, and so to actually, you know, just like the Found notes give you a glimpse into someone else's life, how it's so fun to engage with real people. You know, just some kid you see selling CDs on the street corner and. And you know, talk even if you just talk to them for a couple of minutes is cool. But sometimes if they sometimes need a ride you see somewhere, them in Hawaii, yeah, 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 wherever you know, just to actually, you know, pick, you know, whether it's picking up a hitchhiker or just just talking to the people that you share space with, you know, is can be really fun and really, you know, makes your life richer. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, I promise everyone listening that you will hear Davy read. This, the essay, How I Got These Boots. So I'm T. Hetzel. You've got Living Writers on WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. We'll be right back.
importance of it, yeah, yeah, we're back to work. I took time off, all the rappers got jerked. Due to the fact they whack in their track, have to go back and stack, cause they lack the ingredients, EPMD and scraps for that. Yo, I'm the hip hopper, plus the show shocker. Down with MD, yes, the microphone 